Hi. Well, welcome to the Happy Single with your host, Christy. this week I'm really excited for this episode that I'm putting out because it's um it's about Carole King um one of the most amazing songwriters inspirational humble down-to-earth woman I saw the musical this past week beautiful on Broadway with two of my students Caroline and Maribel and we just had the best time and I want to share with you what we learned and what the Broadway show is like um I think any songwriter, any aspiring songwriter needs to see it. Anybody that loves good music, um, it's an incredible show. It was so good. I just kept thinking, oh my goodness, everyone is so talented. And of course I know this. New York City, it's filled with all these incredible people. And you're like, how can they do all this? Like some of the ensemble members, they were dancing, singing, acting, playing multiple instruments. There was one dude in particular in the ensemble while during all these major songs. Like he was part of the Drifters at one point. He was dancing. And then at one point he was playing the, the bass. At one point he was playing the piano. I was like, whose child is this? This is incredible. So if you are ever in New York, you gotta go see Beautiful if you haven't already or if it comes to your hometown because it goes on tour. Um, it's incredible. Um, and it's a lot of music that you wouldn't think. Like, if you don't know much about Carole King, there's some songs you wouldn't think that she had written that were a part of the times. Like, Locomotion. Do the locomotion. A little Eva sings that. And she wrote that. One Fine Day. One Fine Day. You know? It's a catchy, catchy song. She wrote all that. She had, she's had over like 100 hit songs. She's written over 400 songs in general. Um, she's amazing. So I just want to read off a little bit about who Carole King is, if you, if you don't know. Um, you might know her album Tapestry, and that was like how she came to be known. But she was doing so much before, um, before Tapestry. So let me read off a little bit about her. So Carol King, her name is actually Carol Joan Klein, or was, and now she is Carol King with an E at the end of Carol. But she was born in 1942, and she was learning piano at a really early age. She has relative perfect pitch. She does not have perfect pitch, but her dad was, he loved to say, um, my daughter has perfect pitch. And her mother first taught her D4 on the piano, right above middle C. And she would just play it over and over and over and over and over again in different ways. By the way, I got all of this information from her autobiography. Um, and I have a membership on Scribed or Scribd, whatever. If you're a voice teacher or a singer, it's really good to have a membership for this um, site because there's so much sheet music on here and audiobooks, um, just regular books, what have you. But... I'm getting a lot of my information from that and from her website. Um, in the memoir that she wrote, um, it's a natural woman, a memoir, and she wrote all this. So um, she talks about how she has relative pitch. And um, 
her dad would boast that she had the perfect pitch, which I think is interesting. Carol King, one of the best musicians that we can think of right now, she doesn't have perfect pitch. And I think a lot of people sometimes are, I don't know, they get hung up on pitch a lot and it's not as important. But let me get back to it. So she started writing her first single, her first number one hit was Will You Love Me Tomorrow? And that's at 17. Um, she was she has arguably become the most celebrated and iconic singer-songwriters of all time. Um, so Carol wrote Will You Love Me Tomorrow for the Shirelles with then-husband Jerry Goffin, which they they show him at the whole story with Jerry and her in the musical. And um, it's kind of heartbreaking, um, but it's also very sweet. Um, yeah, he cheated on her, uh, told her, he was like, I want to be with you, but I also want to be with Janelle. Blah. My insides, it, it hurt. It hurt bad. Um, and they had two children together. Anyway, you got to see the musical. Blah. I didn't know any of this about Jerry. I didn't. Um, so Jerry Goffin, um, the dozens of chart hits Goffin and King wrote during this period have become part of the music legend, including, have become part of music legend including the Take Good Care of My Baby, that's Bobby V, 1961, The Locomotion, which I was talking about, Little Eva, 1962, Up on the Roof, The Drifters, 1962, Up on the Roof, da, 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 da. it's really good, Chains, um, The Cookies, that's their name, The Cookies, and The Beatles, um, One Fine Day, The Schwans, Hey Girl, Freddie Scott, 1963, I'm into something good, Herman's Herbit, Hermits, Herman's Herbit, I can't say it, y'all, I can't say it, <laughs> Herman's Hermits, 1964, how many people messed that up on television, like, presenting, Herman's Hermits, it's kind of difficult, anyway, we're moving on from that name, Just Once in My Life, with Phil Spector for the Righteous Brothers in 1965, and Don't Bring Me Down, The Animals, 1966. In 1960, Carol made her solo debut with a song called Baby Sittin', and two years later, her demo of It Might As Well Rain Until September made the top 25 in the United States, climbing all the way to number three on the British chart. In 1967, Goffin and King's Natural Woman was immortalized by Aretha Franklin. Everyone knows Natural Woman. Um, to date, more than 400 of her compositions have been recorded by more than 1,000 artists, resulting in 100 hit singles. Isn't that insane? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? So, Carol's 1971 solo album, Tapestry, took her to the pinnacle. While she was recording Tapestry, James Taylor recorded King's You've Got a Friend, taking the song all the way to number one. In a first for a female writer-artist, Tapestry spawned four Grammy Awards, Record Song and Album of the Year, as well as the Best Pop Vocal Performance, Female Honors for Carol. With more than 25 million units sold worldwide, Tapestry remained the best-selling album by a female artist for a quarter century, and Carol went on to amass three other platinum and eight gold albums. Tapestry was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1998. In 1987, Carol was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, and a year later, Goffin and King were awarded the National Academy of Songwriters Lifetime Achievement Award. In 1990, the duo was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And in 2002, Carol was honored with the prestigious Johnny Mercer Award for the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Two years later, Goffin and King received the Trustees Award from the Recording Academy. 
it just goes on and on. And again, I'm on her website, so you can see all this. But if you can't, um, you can just listen to this podcast. And anyway, so she also received a ton of awards recently. I could go on and on, but the one that I can think of the most was um, is really, really special. I watched on YouTube Obama giving her the Gershwin Prize for Popular Songs in 2013, and he does this beautiful speech about her, and um, it's charming and informative and very sweet and funny. And he called her ever joyful and ever uplifting. And I thought, oh, definitely doing a podcast on Carol King, definitely. Um, but yeah, she's won so many awards and she's beloved. And this musical is just a testament. It's been on Broadway for five years now. And um, yeah, just watching where she came from and her persistence. And also, I feel very connected to her while I was watching the musical because she didn't really want to sing her own music. But finally, when she wrote Stuff for Tapestry, when she had a shift in her life and Jerry left her, or she left Jerry, they all, you know, they parted ways. Um, she said to her manager, she said, I don't know anybody that can write this, this new music that I'm writing out. I don't know who could sing it. I think I need to sing it. Um, but she, in the musical, was very humble and down to earth and afraid. She was afraid to sing her songs like they... One of the scenes was that she was at the bitter end and they asked her to perform. She was like, oh, no, I couldn't. And then she does, and it's like, oh, my gosh. But I don't know. Her quietness I um, I resonated with, and, oh, it's so good. And we saw Vanessa Carlton play uh, Carol King, which was really cool. The reason that we really wanted to see her do it was because one of my students, Caroline, she sang A Thousand Miles, the um, and I was like, well, we have to go and see it. We have to go and see Vanessa Carlson do this. Um, yeah, so it was incredible. I want you to hear kind of our thoughts on the musical a little bit during intermission. Uh, we recorded our chat while we were sitting in the chairs. So the ambiance sounds are a little loud. It's a little hard to hear us. Um, next time if I do this, I'm going to make sure I like put the phone up to their mouths um, but, um, I hope you like it. Um, and we talk about, you know, how Vanessa Carlton did so well, the songwriting industry, just our thoughts in general. But anyway, we hope you enjoy. And Carol King, yeah, if you don't know her music, you got to start listening to her discography and, um, good luck. It's a lot, but it is so nice. And I think one of my favorite things about her lyrics is they are just, there's no funny business about them. They're honest, they're simple, and they're sweet. They're not as poetic as some other music that I truly love. Um, but it reaches you in a different way. Yeah, her lyrics, they don't beat around the bush. They're just sweet, simple, to the point. They get the point across. And um, you know what she's singing about, and it connects us all. I don't know. I think that, um, yeah, I've just been very inspired since uh, last Friday when I went and saw her, uh, saw Vanessa Carlton play Carol King. I was very, very moved. 
and excited to go and see it again, hopefully. <laughs> anyway, here's our conversation with my two students, Maribel and Caroline, and we're just chatting about beautiful. Anyway, enjoy it. <laughs> okay, so what did you like so far? I did. I noticed that Vanessa Carlton is very good at emulating her accent because Carol King has such a distinct accent, and you can even hear it when she sings, like the T sounds or whatever. And, and maybe it's just that time period, like people have that sort of they talk that way in that time period. Or I don't know if it was the time period or if it was just Carol King. Yeah, she does this like uh, uh, kind of sound. It's yes. like, like a tongue tension kind of thing with the word tomorrow. Tomorrow, it's like, tomorrow. It's like a closure in the back or something. Yeah, the tongue. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. So she's doing really good. Yeah, I'm actually really impressed with how yeah. she's like. Um, even just like the acting yeah, part of it, just because it's like, yes, right. she's a singer. But um, yeah. yeah, I think even just a lot of just the emoting certain, you know, like, like you know, because she's going from like from when she was a teenager to like today, which well, at this time where she's an adult, and yeah, she was like getting all the cool little like mannerisms and the like heightened like you know uh-huh. emotions like like from her teens to like the adult. Yeah, so I think that she's doing really well. With yeah, there's like a of, spectrum of yeah, it. it's like, like a cool that movie. I didn't know she had. So I'm like, okay, I don't, I not, I don't know if she's active. I don't know either. I know so she was a dancer. I know she was like a ballet dancer. Okay. Yeah. Um, she is. She is doing really well. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Songwriting. That's what I wanted to talk about. It's like how fast they had to pop out stuff. Yeah, and like a machine. Yeah. I kind of like that. Like, yeah, I guess maybe to an extreme it would be really stressful, but I actually like the idea of like competing because then you're like whipping them out. Like, you get it done. You don't get to second guess yourself. Exactly. You just do it. You can't like spend like five years on one song. Yeah. 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 Which I know we all do, but it's crazy. I want to know how many songs they've turned out. Yeah, yeah, they, it's, it's insane. Probably hundreds of hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Their and then some of the, like, because, you know, like, so like Carol King and like that whole generation, it's like my parents, that's mm-hmm. their, like my parents' age, so I heard that stuff growing up because that's yeah. what they played, and so like that's their old. Yeah. And I realized like so much of that stuff was written by like those teens. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't wait, I'm like, oh, they wrote that, like, you know, like lost that love of feeling and like I love that locomotion. One. Like I first heard locomotion because it was a Kylie Minogue, like she made it a Kylie Minogue. Um, she made it into pop song. So if oh. you look at it's an eighties pop song, but like but it's actually obviously a remake of a sixties um, song, but like those are things that you're like Oh, like that's like it came from this right. factory of um, hits. Um, yeah, and that's interesting the way she writes it. Looking at it, it's like a factory, but for someone. Yeah, song. but and it literally it is. is. Yeah, it is. And it was like right here in 1650 Broadway, which is nuts. <laughs> yeah, that they were just there, just like sit down and write songs, and that was. And you could walk in and audition, like an interview. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it's like that anywhere. I guess, obviously not today, because there's obviously an emphasis on you need to be the songwriter. Yeah. It's more lucrative to be the songwriter. And I feel like nowadays, like, I I feel like that might be dying out because of technology. Like, I feel like... Is that a thing anymore? 
I mean, like, in terms of, like, how they write, or, like... Or, like, the whole, the factory-type setting, where it's, like, a, a, a place where you go in, and you... There's the songs for I probably, I don't know that it exists. It's more, I mean, there's music publishing, but I don't know that it's necessarily... I'm going to look it up. Like, I think now everything is kind of word of, like, you know, people... Individual people's work, I think. So you know, like, I want a Ryan Tedder song, or, like, you know what that song is. Um, So you already just know, because in, in part... In large part due to technology, right? So you can hear now, like, oh, I like this song. Who's singing that? And then you could go, like, I don't know what that song Everyone's known for certain things, whereas I guess back then, because they just had groups or artists, and then it's like, okay, we'll pitch this to this artist. Oh, this is for the Shirelles. Like, I don't know if it necessarily works. Or this is for the I think some of them do like it's like the Songland show. Like they, yeah, yeah, they pitch songs. People. Like Sia like gives her out her yes. songs. Like I, mean, I don't know if it's a factory per se, but she like writes songs and she decides like, oh, you know what? Maybe this sh- yeah. should go to Rihanna or yeah. this should go to. I think some know. of the people that are like working in this musical are yeah. like the people that we don't know about right now. Right. Oh, I true. think you know what I mean. Like yeah. some of there's some songs that you really like. I've tried to be better about this. Like on Apple all the time, I'll go to the end and see who wrote it. And there's always all these names that I have there's no like idea. There's like eight names or but whatever. But somebody in there, we don't know who they are, is probably in a million other ones. Yeah. Just like this. So I feel yeah. like... Yeah. I don't know how they divvy up those royalties. He's like, what if you contribute one line or one hook? There's like how a they whole system. There's like a whole system of how that works. And it's like, there's some people that they don't want to collab writing with anybody because they know that there's like legal rights. Yeah. And they're like, well, I want my cut. Yeah. I helped you with that. I was present in the room. I want help. I yeah. want I want payment. Yeah, like, I Make feel payment. like there's a lot of, like, especially pop singers, female, like, you know, like all the popular ones where it's like, mm-hmm. I wonder if they just, like, put their name in it because they want to get that, like, songwriting oh, cred. Their name in the but song. they're not really the songwriter. Yeah. But you can tell it's, like, probably not from them. True. And it's like, you just, they do it because it's like they want to be able to get that cred. Or they said, like, hey, this is the feel I want of the song. Yeah, and they say one little thing and they're like, that's how they helped write it. Yeah. I don't know. For me, personally, like, I can't have anyone tell my story. Except Fair. That, like, only someone that can relate to us talking about, yeah. but I can't imagine, like, another songwriter who's, like, super rich, and maybe they'll, like, say, they'll give suggestions, as, oh, maybe rephrase that, or whatever, but, like, like they do in Songland a little bit, that's why there's certain songs in Songland where I'm, like, oh, that person, that song should be just theirs, they should keep it. Right, yeah. right, 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 so it's kind of like, like, so that I don't know, like, them, like, like, they bring up some of the, like, oh, we, I want to pitch to these artists, we shouldn't give it to, what's his name, Kirshner. Uh, Jerry. Jerry, uh, whatever his Or, no, yeah, not Jerry. Don Kirshner or something yeah, like Don. that. Yeah, Don. To, like, choose who to go to. Like, I understand why that conflict yeah. like, exists, where it's like, no, we should be able to pitch our songs to, this song should be, you know, like, I'm sure that came up yeah. many times. And, like, why did I go to Sorrells? Like, I should go to another artist, like, you know. I think people like Rihanna and, like, um, Jesse J, not so much Jesse J anymore, but she people writes. like that. Yeah, she they, but they were like forced to do certain songs, 
or they're like, well, this is what you're doing. This yeah. is because uh, they were yeah. signed onto a label. So maybe labels. Yeah. Well, they have like executive certain songwriters yeah. maybe or like they, I don't know. Yeah, and I guess that's just another great thing about technology. Like you can it's we can now, talk about how technology sucks all day, but it is good because then it gives now it gives us free freedom. Girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you can put your song inside of Spotify right now, and you don't need to do it through Columbia. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, they right. just do that. Now. And you yeah. can like market your powers you. Spotify, or yeah. I mean, Instagram, whatever. Yeah, so it's empowering. It is empowering. Yeah, so it's just different. Yeah, and then it's like then then by that point then it's like your expectations, right? So it's like you put your money into it, and then it's kind of like whatever you yield from it, whatever. But it's like if you do it through a label, you know you're getting screwed in some way because they're gonna take whatever cut and whatever. Like it used to be, like CDs were around. Like Bless artists, artists only got like uh, maybe a quarter per. Album sold? No. Crazy. Like, yeah, I know. I'm maybe sure a quarter? I don't know how it is now, but because it's per stream, because you can pay on streams, but like, yeah, it's much Like, they were getting screwed for like, like, went to everyone else except their. A lot of them, they say now that like all the money is made in touring. Like, they, if well, yeah, it's always been that way. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely always been that way, but yeah, just because it's like direct to, called direct to consumer. You know, in record labels, so like it's always it's distribution, you know, it's getting the word out, it's you doing because there's marketing behind that. There's the tour is like there's merchandise, yeah, a lot of other stuff. lots of other stuff, yeah. Christopher, what did you what do you think of the show so far? Oh my gosh, someone airdropped a very dirty photo. Oh my It said, hi. <laughs> Turning off airdrop. Um, Chris, before I get another airdrop, what did you think of what do you think of the show so far? It's good. It's interesting, informative. <laughs> There's an intermission. It's an intermission, which is always good. Yeah. We're, we're up a little high in the seats, but Thank you for being here. It's nice. I appreciate you. Happy to be here. So it's very interesting. <laughs> so convincing. Oh. Anything else we should say about it? So I mean, far, so good though with the intermission yeah. right now. And I like the. Uh, it's like feels like a like one like performance jukebox kind of thing. It's kind of like every time the like, jukebox musical, yeah. Yeah, it's yep. kind of like they have all these like oh like <laughs> talk like the context of the, the, the song and then they go right into uh-huh. it. It reminds me of. What's his name? Because they're all ensemble. That's the thing. So this is, oh yeah, there's another thing if you get into like musical text. Like there's so much, this is ensemble, very ensemble heavy. Uh-huh, very yeah. ensemble heavy, yeah. which I think is super cool. And the cast is really diverse, which is so amazing. Um, let's see. I mean, the drifters, they What is the name of the I mean, I have these pictures yeah, right here, too. Maybe Jane McKenzie? Yeah. It's hard to tell, though. I know, so good. Wigs on. 
so, so good, though. They're all so talented. Like, that's one of the things, like, I keep saying. It's like, they're so good. Yeah. And they're, like, moving around. Like, yeah, they're oh, so they're talented. The oh, my God. Same. I was like, I don't hear you. I'm like, I don't hear you breathing. And she looks, she does look very fit. Like, she probably does a ton of cardio. Oh my gosh, yeah, all of their arms, like, but toe. There it is again. I'm not joking. That's what I'm getting on my phone. Oh my god. I caught it again. I'm declining. Beautiful, the musical for all families is wonderful. <laughs> We're really enjoying ourselves with our airdrop receiving off. <laughs> um, no, anyway, everyone's in extremely talented. It makes yeah. me want to go and write songs. Yeah, yeah it makes me want to start like jogging in the, or sprinting in the morning while also singing. <laughs> Get your like stamina up, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I have definitely that all... done that before. I've been in treadmill and I sing. Yeah, but like Britney not full Spears out. Doesn't... <laughs> not full out. I'm not like singing Whitney Houston while well, like. No. <laughs> I feel like if anybody could. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like yeah, no, but like really fast, like words read and like how to like yeah, I mean like... those moments and how to like you have to really run for because otherwise you're. Broadway people, they're always, like, so fit because they're, like, triple, quadruple threats because they're, they play instruments, they dance, they sing, they act. And then some people, like, in the day, like, I'll see on Instagram and stuff, they're, like, teaching dance classes. Right. They're doing workouts. Like, they're a yeah. fitness instructor. They're yeah. whatever. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, they're just doing so much. And they all are so, they all look like models. Hi guys. So, all right. That was the little conversation at intermission. Hope you enjoyed it. Some of it was hard to hear. If I ever do that again, I did an intermission. I will definitely, definitely hold the phone up to their mouths closer. So sorry about that. But going off of some of the things that we mentioned at intermission, everybody is so very, very talented in the show. And if you ever go to see a show, save your playbill. And if you are an aspiring artist, keep that playbill handy and look at what these people have done or where they went to school. If you're in high school, look at where they went to school. Look at um, their website. It'll be attached or their social media and you can get an idea of who they are. How much are they hustling throughout the day? Um, yeah, that playbill's there as a really good tool to know where people went. And even as I went through the playbill um, with Vanessa Carlton's name, there was a couple things that I noticed that they really did leave out. And again, I mean, you know, she's famous. She's done a lot of things. But um, I was under the impression that this was her first acting gig. It was not. She did a TV show called American Dreams. Um, and I don't know when that was, but she did do it. Um, so this is not her first rodeo at acting. And when she did the, the TV show, she said how much she felt at home with it. And she loved it. And she hoped she would do it again. And now look at her in 2019 killing it on Broadway so and she's doing it until September so if you get a chance to go and see it I really recommend you do um she does a really good job and I'm not just talking the singing and the piano playing obviously that's the the forte for her is her piano playing I think um but her acting was not bad really was not 
I mean, I guess the only thing I would say about Vanessa Carlton's voice is she's so sweet and has such a nice, straight tone, sort of high larynx. Uh, New York Vocal Coaching will say that it's a plus one. You can do a plus one larynx, a plus two, a plus three, you know, and so on. But plus three is really high. It's like a character voice. And like plus one is just a brighter It's just a brighter kind of sound. And she hardly ever uses vibrato. This is something that I found really interesting when I was listening to some of her music, listening to her live on YouTube yesterday. She almost never, and I mean never, uses vibrato. Some offsets occasionally, but it's very, very minuscule. Um, But that's a style choice, and it's pretty cool. Um... And Carol King doesn't use a ton of vibrato either, but she has a little bit more um, vibrato usage than Vanessa. And uh, something that's kind of interesting, I was counting the hertz, like how many hertz of a vibrato, um, because actually um, at work we do this thing called Team Listen, and we have a big old spreadsheet where we're writing down anything that we listen to. And, like, let's say we're looking for vocal fry. We'll write it in, who did it, what time, and post a link on it. So it just keeps us learning as we as we teach. But um, if you're looking up hertz, you count it by a second. So let's say I do, uh, I have to count one, two, three, four, five, five hertz on one second. But if I do, uh, it's really a slow vibrato. Some people have a really fast vibrato. And it turns out that, Society most generally likes about six hertz per second for vibrato. Um, this is just kind of nerding out. It's not really informative or helpful if you love Carol King. But anyway, yada 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 yada. Um, I think that um, Carol's is a little bit slower than Vanessa's, but I, you don't really need to know that again. But some other similarities that I thought I would mention because I think that the casting crew did an amazing job at casting Vanessa because they have a lot of things in common. So, um, Vanessa's mom was a piano teacher, and so was Carol's mother. So I thought that that was something nice that they probably um, enjoyed talking about together. But, oh, this is the other thing I wanted to mention in Vanessa Carlton's bio. So I just thought this was interesting because she really is, like, a really cool, creative person. So it says, An artist of various mediums, Carlton consistently pushes herself out of her comfort zone to create memorable chapters in her storied career. Whether it is through music, dance, or theater, new facets of her artistry are revealed with each new project. Also, just a side note, having toured the world many times over as a headliner, she's also had the privilege of supporting her close friend and musical icon Stevie Nicks. I just had to answer. I had to put that in there because I was like, what? What? (laughs) Out of all the stuff, she's like, I'm really good friends with Stevie Nicks and I want everyone to know about it. I would do the same. I would do the same darn thing. Um, Also, another really cool thing that Vanessa and Carol have in common is that they both are mothers and Carol was a mother at 17, um, which is crazy. So throughout all of her career, she was mothering two children despite the fact that she had this amazing career and Vanessa Carlton has proven as well that you can do that. So that's just a shout out to the mamas because I think a lot of the times in New York, I've heard this, that um, if you're a mother, your life is over. 
um, your life is devoted to your children only. But you don't have to give up on your life to become a mother, you know what I mean? Like, so, I don't know. I I saw that and was like, wow, that's really encouraging for a lot of a lot of people, you know? So, I just thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah, that's what, in that American Dreams TV show, it said that she said acting was a good fit for her. But anyway, that's some notes that I had there. Now, I'm going to go to the part where they talked about the factory of songs. Um... So that's kind of what Carol King was a part of. She was part of a factory of songs. So back in that time, uh, there were several different recording labels that they had people on site to write music. They had people that were just a part of their team. And Carol King and um, Jerry Goffin, they were a team together. So someone would come up to them, hey, I'd like for you to write this. Can you do it? And they would do it. And sometimes they would compete with another person that was in that team, and somebody's song would win. But they were constantly firing out songs, hundreds and hundreds of songs. And it's not the same anymore. And I, I'm i going to do some more research on what it is actually really like now and what would be the steps for someone to strictly just become a songwriter. Um, I know how you could become a singer-songwriter, but just to write songs... I'm not sure all the steps that you should or can take. So maybe we'll do a whole episode on that. Um, But um, record labels. So they were part of Dimension Records, which was Atlantic Records. Yeah, they wrote out all these songs. And then eventually Carol went her separate way and did her own stuff. Funny enough, if you go and you look at Carol King's discography... Um, on iTunes or wherever. Um, let me just type in. She's had about 25 solo albums. Isn't that nuts? Now, before Tapestry, there was actually an album before, and it's called Writer, and it's 1970. It's the year before Tapestry. And if you can check it out, it, some of it's really pretty. I like going back a lot. Um, and then there's some songs that she's done already, like Up on the Roof which was recorded by the Drifters originally. Oh, Child of Mine is gorgeous. It's probably the prettiest one on there. And it's about um, it's about her daughter. Yeah. And I think Jerry Goffin did write the lyrics for that. And that was another thing I didn't quite understand um, until I saw Beautiful and until now, um, when I was watching and reading her memoir and stuff like that, um, that she didn't write the lyrics. She wrote the music. So that's something that I was always like so amazed at. It was, wow, she wrote it all. No, that was Jerry Goffin. Like the lyrics for Natural Woman, not her words. It's her music. Now, the, the music is gorgeous. Do not get me wrong. Gorgeous. But um, it's such a, fe- it's a feminine lyric, you know? Um, yeah, they're really smart and special. And a man wrote them interestingly enough oh yeah more about natural woman so there was this guy named jerry wexler and he came up to carol and jerry and said we're looking for a hit for aretha how about writing a song called natural woman and there you had it history was made but that's another thing natural woman that wasn't their idea it was jerry wexler's so Another interesting little fact. So I think that the main takeaway that I 
got from Carol King is not only are her lyrics simple, to the point, uplifting and sweet, but like in general, that's just who this woman is. Carol King is just this beautiful bright sunlight. Um, and this is one of the things that she said in the JFK library conversation. She said, I'm like a plant. I'm always reaching for the sun. I'm aspirational. And I really like that because she said that there were things in her life that had been dark. And other people say, they've said to her that, you know, you have to have the darkness. You have to have that part of yourself where you're writing about it and you live there to be a good writer. You have to suffer to be a good artist, to be a good songwriter. And she was like, I just don't, I just don't agree with that. And I... I think that's nice and I think that's healthy because I think generically some people are like, well, yeah, no one's going to like my stuff if it's just happy or if it's just uplifting. It's got to have the meat. And sure, sure it does. But um, I think John Lennon is one of those people as well. He was a very dark and misunderstood person, but he's also the person that wrote Imagine. And he was a complete different person when he met Yoko and a lot of people don't like Yoko but he was ha he was happy with her you know so but yeah usually he was very troubled and she even mentions uh having a night with John Len John Lennon and Yoko one time and she was like yeah he was a different person with her and I thought that was nice but she said yeah he had it Jeffrey Goffin had it um but the, the nice part about her music is, for the most part, it's uh, very encouraging and light. So if you're needing some happy music in your life, go ahead and listen to some Carole King. Um, I was really moved by her story, just the fact that she didn't ever want to be famous. She didn't want all these big things. She just wanted to have enough and to live her life. And I think by her just taking autopilot and living her life and you know striving for success and striving for for hard work I think she just kept on keeping on and good things came her way without her forcing them to happen I think that's one of the things that we want so badly I have to have this I have to have it I have to be a great singer I have to hit that high C I have to do all this but like if you just would allow it sometimes I think you would find more success and I think that's the success of Carol King is she allowed things to come her way. And yeah, she was a little bit of a go-getter. I mean, that's how she was able to become the songwriter she is. She went on the A train from Brooklyn down to Manhattan and she said, hey, I want to write music for you guys. And, you know, she had a couple hiccups here and there, but she knew she didn't want to be famous. She knew she wanted to write music and she just did it, you know? So, um, yeah, check out her memoir, A Natural Woman. And, um, yeah, I hope it encourages you. And if you like uh, this kind of episode where we talk about artists more or if you like the idea of uh, talking about a Broadway show, like I could go see it and we could discuss it. Um, I just saw Dear Evan Hansen. I think I'm going to make an episode on that. But let, let me know what you think. They're a little scattered right now. You know the episodes are a little bit scattered. But um, we're trying to find our little spot and apparently our, our podcast is uh, 715 or something out of Apple Podcasts or something like that. So that's kind of fun. Um, so if you uh, want to help, 
and encourage the podcast and get more people to listen to it, go ahead and rate it and review it if you want. Um, no big deal. Um, no big deal if you don't. Um, but if you want to, you can. Hi, Hutch. I'm at my mom and my dad's house right now, and I'm hanging out with Hutch, my family dog. He's getting old. Um, but he looks like Tucker. Yeah, you look like Tucker. He's got a lot more gray on him. It's, it's hard seeing them get older, but he's a good boy. Yeah, you're a good boy. Um, anyway, guys, uh, I hope you're doing well, and I really appreciate all of you for listening to the podcast, for answering questions on the discussion group on Facebook. It's really fun having you guys um, chat with us. And uh, Anyway, have an awesome day. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. <laughs>